This was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. I should say that was gnarly. <laughs> then we'll start again on the left Feed hand and me. I beg your pardon. Feed me. Tui, you talked. You you open your trap. You you sing and you sing. Feed me, Crabbon. Feed me now. Uh, I can't. I'm starving. Look, maybe I can squeeze a little more out of this one. More, 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 more. more. There isn't any more. What do you want me to do? Slip my wrists? <sighs> oh boy. Look, I got an idea. I'm gonna go down to Schmendrick's and pick up some nice chopped sirloin. Must be blood. Tui, that's disgusting. Must be fresh. I don't want to hear this. Beep, beep. Does it have to be human? Beep, beep. Does it have to be mine? Beep, beep. Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. <laughs> that's right, boy. You can do it. Feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. Cause if you feed me Seymour, I can grow up big and strong. And we are back with another rad episode of This Was Rad Podcast. Start it right off. Get it kicking. I am Paul. I am Greg. I am Willow, and Daddy said I can't eat popcorn on the podcast. Sad oh, face. oh, crying tears, crying tears. It's like that crying emoji. Yeah, it's just like the crying emoji. It's just it like the emoji. <laughs> it's just, just like the crying emoji. Not like the crying <coughs> laughing one. It's like crying sad one. Right. No, yeah. you know, we all knew no, what emoji. What... <sighs> I am okay. deeply familiar with emojis. Yes. I knew which emoji you were talking about. Yes. Do you really? No. There's like over a thousand. <laughs> no, yeah, I have no Caught me in a lie there, Willow. No She's clue. been doing that lately. Catches us in the <laughs> in sad truths. Anyway. Uh, okay. You just sounded like comic book guy, but that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, why don't we get? Why don't we kick it right off? Yeah. Let's get um, straight let's, into it. Let's what get going here, Paul. Okay, we are doing the 1986 musical comedy horror movie Little Shop of Horrors. Where's the horror? Oh, we'll get to the horror. <laughs> the plant. Was the horror people. me watching it? The plant. Okay. Tell you what, Willow, <laughs> I'm gonna have you table that just for a few seconds, Greg, so we can get through this introduction. <laughs> Then we'll let it fly, all right? Just, just put a, just put a pin in it. Sit down. Just cool it. Okay. Paul, take it away. Uh, Greg, what do you remember about this movie? I remember Steve Martin and Bill Murray uh, together, which I always thought was very, very neat. Yes. Um, which I believe is the only movie they ever appeared in together. I don't think they've ever appeared in another film together. I don't think um, so. There's a lot of SNL cast members. There's there's uh, also Mul- there's a lot of SCTV people in here too. That's what it is. A lot of SCTV. Christopher Guest and, pops um, up. Um, yeah. You know John Candy. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those. Yeah. Cause, I mean a lot of them are all Canadian. Yeah. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And um, so there's that. I always remember. Um, I always remember the the sing- the Greek chorus kind of singers that they yep. have yep. there. I always remember, uh, what else is, I mean, the plant, obviously, Audrey 2. Yeah. Big one. And, um, yeah, yeah, that about, that about sums it up. Okay. Um, for me, and I'll have some, I'm going to save it to the end. Okay. Okay. I have something for the end. Okay. What I remember about this movie. Is everything? Willow, please, 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 you really, please let him just get out what he's trying to get out. Please. Yeah. All right. Well, we're down to two. That was the uh, sound of my Paul, intro. you'll be missed, buddy. You died as you lived, interrupted by your daughter. That is how I live. That's exactly how you live. That's exactly my life. I'm feeling your pain because I get interrupted all the time, too. Okay. Willow, you need to know what a dramatic pause is. Yeah. Also referred to as the pregnant pause. <laughs> yes. Okay. Look, I know you two really want to get into this movie, so why don't we just kick it right off? Uh, so a, a little background. Yes. Just for everybody. The So originally, for those who don't know, Little Shop of Horrors is actually a 1960s uh, Roger Corman 
They call it a Z movie. That's how bad this movie is. Yes, Roger Corman was notorious for getting really low budgets and then coming in way under the budget he yes. was given. He was the king of, like, shooting something once and going, eh, good enough, yep, we don't need to do that again. So so this movie, uh, so the original movie, the Roger Corman, uh, he, so this is literally how it went. There was a set that was all done, and it was from another movie. And he goes, I want to make another movie. And so his studio buddy goes, well, I got this set. You know, it's only free for the week. And Roger Corman goes, I'll do it in two days. And he probably <laughs> did it in two days. He did. Go. No, he that did. doesn't surprise he, me He all. wrote the script in two days, prepped for the props, and then made the movie in two days. That's classic Roger Corman, yeah. Um, oh, you got a set you're using? I'll be over. <laughs> no, what do you what do you got for me? Well, we have a, um, well, we got a car lot. Uh, oh, 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 car lot. Oh, my Lord. That now, is a, okay, oh, now, boy. That's good. Now, that's good. Um, we've also, uh, we, we've got a gas station. Oh, boy. Oh, you're giving me too many options here. Just stop. And, and a flower shop. Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to write a movie about a flower shop. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Is it going to be about a florist who takes care of people? I, you know, I was thinking, I, you know, I personally, I've just been through a lot in my life. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot. Of, I've been thinking about things, so I think I'm going to make a movie about a plant that friggin' eats people. <laughs> oh, is that, 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 that seems personal. That seems like a good choice. Yeah, I, but, you know. That's a personal choice. I've been going through a divorce, so I'm thinking of a, a female plant that just <laughs> eats people and feasts on blood. What do you think? Symbolism. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of symbolism. Oh, I see your partners here. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't. I heard Roger Corman speak. I don't remember him I having such no an accent. Idea what Roger Corman sounds like. I'm uh, sure that's a sh- so I'm sure that's a shock to the listeners. Yes, that I've pulled what? out one of my three voices. I do. I uh, it's all I've got. I don't have any Good men job. Any, anymore. It's racist is mine. Yeah, it's, you know. You know. I'll take that. <laughs> Yours. We can't even. It's a whole wiki page on you. Um. Anyway. What happened is later on in the, in the early 80s, um, 81, 82, um, this company, this production company saw the movie, said, hey, that's a great premise, and then it make a musical. Uh, Alan Menken actually worked on this, mm, okay, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Are and, we um, doing the intro? Yes. Yes. Keep We're, that pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, all, it all comes out in the wash at the end, I promise. So uh, they made the musical. A few years later, David Geffen who was a huge fan of it, said, I want to make that movie. And that's where we open up with the Geffen G right at the at I the noticed beginning. that, yep. So uh, that's where we start off. It is a it is a David Geffen movie. Directed by Frank Oz. Yes, the voice of Yoda, if, if you're and, not too familiar. And everything well, else. I, yeah, I mean, but, but yes, Yoda, Yoda being one of the big ones. So we start out with that, and let's see. Oh, we start out with words, and I immediately said, here are some words Willow's not going to read. Except but they read it they to read you. Them. And I said, and I yes, still didn't listen. Willow is saved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I didn't even listen. No, she still didn't listen. Uh, words? That's, that's... Equal... Now, did no you... pictures equal no me. This, this is a did. reference you may get, Paul. The, yes. the words are going over this background, and I thought it looked almost identical to the Introduce Yourself album cover by Faith No More. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind don't of, know why. I was just know, like, huh, there you go, look at that. You know what's funny is, the but the words on the screen, we, again, it's one of those things, I'm sure as a kid, you just never noticed how much there, how many there are. But it actually, it just made me remind me of Monster Squad, of, uh, what is it? Escape uh, from New York. Escape from New York, Terminator. All that I like. Like, all these movies that just like. Highlander. Highlander. Like. It's not helping. I just case. didn't remember that all these movies did this, and now when you you go back and you're rewatching, like, oh my god, there's just so many of them. Right. Um, but this one actually starts out with a voiceover telling you what it is, and it's and it's almost like a an over the top '60s, yes, voiceover. The movie takes place in the '60s, which I thought was really retro and kind of cool the way yes. they did that. So it's a '60s movie that I shouldn't have watched. So Willow, yeah, we are out. We are out of the intro. So let's get the, that pin out. The horse is out of the gate. I don't Ooh. think I have to tell you that, but I'm just you know. I think it's it. already out. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that then. barn well, is empty. Well, we can keep going because it opens. Oh, trust up. me, it's not empty yet. <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> the, ta- the tank is barely touched. Oh boy. <laughs> well, let's start it right off. Uh, Greek chorus. Uh, yes. Does an intro with the Little Shop of Horrors song. Yes. Um, two comments. One, I hate the song. <laughs> two, I put the Hispanic because we're in the ghetto. 
but they're not. They're Hispanic. they're they're not. They're, they're, they're now. Well, this is this is interesting. And it's interesting that you bring that up because this is kind of a big problem that we have here, I believe, in the United States, and it's kind of unique in that. We tie class to a lot of different things. We tie it to race. We tie it specifically to economics. But it's actually more about poor people, the class of poor people. So it's all races fall into poor people. Not it's, you know, that's that's what you got to remember here. So go. What are your hands up? Yeah. Okay. So I actually watched this movie like two weeks before I started my language arts project where I learned... Ghettos are actually where they held Jewish people during the Holocaust. No, they... Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's what they call... Before they put them in concentration camps, And yes. then we just yes. throw the word around because we're American. Yeah, that's what we do. We just ingest everything and make it a part of ourselves. Yeah. We take everything yeah, literally. that has ever been invented and make it our own in some weird, twisted way. Like waffles. How are waffles related <laughs> to the ghetto? <laughs> There is a correlation I know. As your as your podcasting okay. partner, I'm going to tell, I'm going to advise you not to answer that question. <laughs> oh. You now need, need a lawyer I, for your racism. I, I'm advising you to to just say Wait. I cannot answer that question on the grounds that it may incriminate me in the future. Just. This is not an illegal answer though. <laughs> oh yes, it will. Oh, it has okay, nothing to do with no, legality. No, no, that's like that is the phrase that that that's just like I'm not racist, but that's what that is. It's right up there with you have to tell me if you're a cop. It's right up there with yeah. the great, great sentences that are that should that always that aren't true. followed by lots of problems. Okay. Yes, so go. You were talking about America taking things from other people and turning it into their own thing. We turned Belgian waffles into IHOP. Boop. Okay, you know what? As your podcasting partner, I, I I'm all right with that. <laughs> I felt like you should have put your hand over them like yeah. you whispered. <laughs> Anyway, it opens up with the Greek chorus. Uh, they come in, and, and how they, come? How come? Any any time you have three black singers that are women, you always have one heavy one and two that are not. Oh, true. It's all, like that's like is that a trope? Like I don't understand. It always happens. Now I'm not saying that one of them is fat. Well, because she's not. Yeah. Okay, so she's like, the two she's like one. TV heavy. Yeah, but like which is like completely normal size. So it, it, it's just weird to me. They hired the two. Maybe they're just equal ones. opportunity. And then they're like, oh, well, we we'll don't want to look like jerks and people who ignore the fatter people. Let's throw on a bigger one. See, we're not discriminating. Uh, maybe. I, I, we'll, I kind of tend to feel like they just pick people with talent, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe. Uh, one of them is actually Tisha Campbell, uh, yes. who, is an, uh, who is a much, we'll say, B-list actress. Yeah, she had a pretty big yeah. sitcom in the 90s. She's she's so is yeah, she was on a couple sitcoms. She was on a couple movies as well. How it isn't their first pick. What? It's always about something else. It's always about something else. Okay, stop. Okay. Like I can't. So anyway, let's just let's just let's just get into this here. So we'll keep going. So they move in, they introduce all the characters, and we meet uh we meet Audrey, we meet Seymour, and whatever the owner's name is. Okay, is Seymour always a guy that's really old but still getting yelled at by their mother slash father figure? Yeah. He does he definitely has a live with my mom in the basement. Yeah, no, he's he's a milk toast kind of yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. pushover character. Gee, I just want to be, I, yeah. I'm going to be a famous actor someday. Oh, I was thinking of The Simpsons, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got permission. You do yeah. you. I, I got permission that time. So, and, uh, and so uh, yeah, yeah. they kind of introduce all the characters, and, and the majority of the movie does take place around the, the flower shop. Uh, Is it a flower shop? Oh, wait, we already went over That's kind of the crux of the film. (laughs) It's literally in the whole premise. Anyway, Eh, eh. um, so Mr. Mushnick does a lot of expositioning to the audience. He does. Well, so much expositioning. They present it like a stage. They do. Um, kind they of do. thing. And Audrey comes in and she's got a shiner. Yes, she she's does. got a black eye. And, and Mr. Mushnick's reaction is fantastic. He goes, he's not a nice boy. They, I, I'm gonna, I'll note it a couple times throughout this movie. They really downplay the violence, violence in this movie. In this movie. At one point she says, he doesn't condescend. Really? I would take a couple nasty words to being handcuffed and punched in the face. Yeah. He's not a nice boy. I think you can do better. I uh, would agree. Yeah, yeah. literally. What? Literally. A mop is an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. from the dentist. Yeah, and and uh, so dentist. You know. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of musical numbers. I think we're already on like musical number three. I think it's... Oh, no, 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 no. We're about to be on musical number three where he explains where he gets... He got the plant. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so they say life is a joke. And I was like, you know, life's a joke everywhere. Not just in that... And so Skid Row is the second song. Skid Row is the second song. The first one is... Yeah. To Skid where, Row is the second so, one. Exactly. He I was, made me listen to the well, album in order. He sang all the songs. Word by okay. Word. I have to edit that, too. Now, while while we're, 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 we're here, I'm, I'm going to come completely clean. I don't like musicals. They are not for me. Same. So I wrote here, musicals are not for me because I hate them. I now, like two musicals. It dawned on me why. <laughs> One of them, Greg, I'm going to interrupt you was, for just a moment. Was it Hamilton? Continue. She goes, she, she just said, I don't like musicals. Correction, I like two of them. One of them has the name musical in the title of the movie. <laughs> High School the Musical. Yes. No. 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 It's Shrek the Musical. <laughs> of course. <laughs> still not wrong. Yeah. No. Still not wrong. You're right. I remember that. You got it. You're right. Greg, continue. Sue. You don't like musicals. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't like them. And it's because I find that musicals are using music to convey plot points and feelings to me is a ham fisted way. I would much rather see someone who, like, a really good actor. With a really good director, with a really good everybody doing their job really well, the lighting, the set, and everything else, and just with no words, with one shot for like two or three seconds, with an actor really acting, tell me everything I need to know. That, to me, is, like, amazing. When you're, like, you know, you can look at a scene, the way it's composed and lit with the background, you know, Mm -hmm. ambiance and the mise-en-scene, if you will... That is great to me. Or you could have a guy just really overtly tell me multiple times over the span of four minutes how they're feeling. Did you skip to this one right at the end? not my thing. No, no. I'm prefacing (laughs) everything I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, um, yeah, Skid Row. I get it, Skid Row. Everyone's really (laughs) mad with the class struggle. We all are. It's a struggle. We're all mad. And we're going to continue to take it on, like, network. Okay. We're going to so, just really take it. Now, I, and um, I'll give you I that. I was going to add on to Greg's comment. I'm with him on most of it. But it also confuses me how people just break out into song. Like, that's part of the Disney movies I just don't like. How they just break out into song. I'm like, what if this was real life and you just broke into song? How many well, people would get okay. beat would be, up? What's Willow, wrong with that? Willow. That's a bad, bad <laughs> argument for Disney movies, because that's about the most believable thing in every Disney <laughs> Yes, film. it is. That's, that's so true. Let's take The Little Mermaid. It's a race <laughs> of mermaids that fall in love with the first person they see and demand their father let them marry them. That's not not smart, Ariel. Not not. That's bad. That's really bad. How would your life have Flash been, Paul, if you married the first person I you bleach. thought you fell in love with? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say probably not that great. He fell in love over the internet, so he didn't even see mom before he fell in well, love. Well, I get. Well, hold on. I guess if you talk first about first of all, the, there's nothing wrong. Almost everybody okay, falls in love on, over the on. internet now. Okay, Come hold on. on. First of all, I would have been just fine. It was Candace Cameron. It was Candace Cameron. Which, by oh, the way, I'm think... now watching Fuller House. Oh yes, no. it's amazing. No. Lee Bad. Oh, oh no! no! You don't tag that. <laughs> don't tag I, I, that. Yeah, I heard from Sydney. It's anyway, so okay, so. <laughs> So I know you don't like so you don't like musicals and expedition. Oh, I I won't go into each song's detail, but I do I did kind of point out Are little sure? things in each song. No, that's that I fine. You can right. you can you go into them if you like them. By all means, you know, talk about the things. No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm just to saying, like, you. but there are like lyrics that I thought were very like at one point Seymour says Skid Row, that's your home address. There's a hundred and fifty people living in one square block. No, just can't Where does the mail go? No, it just it just goes into a pile in the middle of the street and everybody just takes whatever they want. Dig around and, you know... That's my box of cookies. I didn't see your name yeah. on it. <laughs> they just pull out a switchblade. My Switch mistake, blade. sir. That's your box of cookies. <laughs> yeah. I am terribly sorry. Can I help you look for the rest of your mail? You know, that's how... That's how. There's, there, there's a missing scene that would have made this movie great. Oh, my goodness, no. That is a missing scene. switchblade turns to the guy with a gun. He's like, do you really want to play this game? <laughs> that switchblade's like, nope. Me and this guy are going to help you look for your mail. Right, switch. <laughs> Row, we have uh, uh, after Skid Row, we have 
it's it's not quite a musical number about how he explains he he brings the plant up from the basement Seymour and he's like oh yes. I got this plant let's put it in the in the front and it's it's not really a song he's like talking over the music it, uh, yes it's kind it, of a song it is a sing songy really. okay. kind of thing what I like about this scene though is Christopher Guest who well, the movie is kind yes. of over the topish already it is yes and, he, and it, it is supposed he to be is awesome oh, the way he Guest comes in because he's like where did you get that stranger than usual plant. We we did completely skip over the really ugly racial stereotype of the Asian man. <laughs> yeah, that that okay. Yes, Willow, I I can't even believe you missed that. I was gonna say so before they get the plants, they're all standing around like we have nothing to do, and I'm like, look at all the dirt on this place. You have something to do. You're choosing Whoa. not to like all Republican my Willow over here, crack Taskmaster, <laughs> yes. cracking the whip. You have no one to blame but yourself for your situation. So, so did Willow watch this and just look at you and go, hey, Dad, maybe if these lazy people over here with, quote, nothing to do would apply themselves, they'd get out of Skid Row. No, you know what what it was, Greg? Well, watching the movie halfway through, she goes, no, I see what Trump is talking about. Yeah. I'm on board yeah. with the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's going to make them pay for it, Paul. <laughs> that is true. Well, he can get the people from Skid Row to build he's it. Gonna, yeah. They got nothing to do. Nothing to do. So, yes, he brings up the, the strange and unusual plant. And they, everyone loves that plant. Everyone. Immediately. They love it. Okay, it starts off like two inches tall. How's everyone seeing that? Well, they're <laughs> yes. all crammed together. When so he puts it in the window, it's the actually window. behind other plants. Right. Yeah. Very bad placement uh, yeah. with that within that and, window. And it but, looks uh, like a Brussels sprout stuck into a yeah. coffee can. Yeah, it's not very Where did you get that strange and unusual plant? Uh, well, um, uh, the uh, the bird's eye bag I had in the freezer. That's yeah. really where I got it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of doo-wop in this movie. Rose's soul. Yes. A lot Mickey of doo-wop. Plant. So anyway, uh, yeah, I suddenly, suddenly, thanks to Audrey 2, the plant, he's, yes. uh, the place is just... Bam! It's it's hopping now. People can't buy flowers fast enough from hopping? this guy. Can I yes. just like, cut that out myself? Hopping? Why okay. you got something against bunnies? Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, and I love all bunnies if they're named kitten, but if they're not, eh, yeah. not really. Anyway, right. um, oh by the way, there's a peeping Seymour in this movie. You know, I I believe that Seymour is the true villain by lacking any moral <gasps> Wait, strength. Of in character. our last movie, isn't what's his name kind of a peeper? Who? Um, isn't YB kind of a peeper in our last he movie? Is. Oh, Maybe we're just... We're, the oh, cat. we're assembling our expendables. No, I love it. Are we starting to find peepers where there are none? Oh, like no. When you, like when you buy a new car, yeah, and you and suddenly, suddenly start noticing them all? Yeah. Oh, maybe. On. Or maybe there's just a lot of perverts in this world. So, um, the, the <laughs> after we see everything happening and, you know, oh, things are going great, we're living on Easy Street now, uh, they go to the radio station. Yes, with John Candy, where, who's well, amazing. Before we get to that, Audrey... Wants to lick a woman's posterior. <laughs> is it lick? <laughs> well, his tongue is out, and he's gunning for it. It's Audrey too. Yeah, Audrey too. Now you know we try to keep this family friendly. You can do with that what you want. Here's my question: Plant doesn't After have the eyes. Last movie, really? Right. Right. We'll go on the expectation that it does somehow. It can sensory it's, things. Yes. Yes. It has some She's sort of. She's only thing. wearing red shorts. Why would it... Does it think it's looking at a big globule of oh, blood? We will get into what I think is really happening a little later. Okay, I then. Got it. Yes, John I'll Candy universe. as the DJ. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, wait a second. I did some wait serious research on wait this. Wait a second. I think I know what you think. Okay. I hope is, not. Is it, Let's is go. It, is it Mother Mary comes for the monthly visit? No, God, no. Wow, you're way off. But that's not bad. <laughs> okay. No, no. Shock no. and awe, Willow. Shock and awe. Anyway, John Candy, man, I miss John Candy. I, I, you know what? I, I was watching this movie. Um, it happened to me on TV, and I was watching a little bit, and I think I Facebooked a bit. And I was, it was the scene with John Candy when he comes up, and uh, he improvised that whole scene. <laughs> really? Yes, he that did. Does not surprise me. At and all. he was just like crazy good. He, he was so, 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 yeah, hundred percent. He was just a natural, funny. Like even his face, when he kind of looks at the plant, kind of weird. Like it, like even that face is kind of funny and and kooky, and really draws you into that character. Yeah, Um, yeah. It it, really sad that he's gone. Uh, uh, I was shocked they didn't do another song in the actual DJ booth. I felt like there was probably going to be a song there, and there wasn't. Nope. That's like the one place you would expect it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then there is one immediately after that about how Audrey wants the crappiest life. Now, hold on. 
Okay, Better now, no, 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 no. She wants a great life, but what she really wants is a terrible life. Like okay. we all know great that that life is awful. Better okay, so we're gonna we're gonna slowly start to slip into where I'm at with this movie. Okay, and we're gonna really, start with this. We're gonna start with this song. Someplace that's green is probably one of my favorite songs in this whole thing. That's so the one of the better ones. Yeah. To the point that at the end I get misty eyed. Okay. Because it's it, it, you're right. It, we all know that the suburban life is a crap show that you just don't know about. It's oh yeah no it's but, it's, it's she, she specifically says she wants to live someplace that's green but also wants plastic on the furniture and pine saw. Yeah, Those but things she's are trying to get very at odds with each other. But she's trying to get away from what she calls a semi sadist. No, I agree. <laughs> Her life is bad now, but it's just sad to me that what she's aspiring to is suburban mediocrity. That is tragic, in my opinion. Do you know what's really tragic? She wants a 12-inch screen. I'm pretty sure we have a 48 in our living room. Again, she's just driving for what she can achieve. It was the 60s. (laughs) It's true. Uh, If you told somebody you had a 48-inch TV, they'd think you were like, think you were a millionaire back in the 60s, but yeah, they'd think you were from like the future, and they'd be right. No, they think you you own a movie theater is what they thought. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. I Um, like the drive-in. Ellen Green, who plays Audrey. Yes. uh, On the original stage production. That's, she's the only person, I believe. She's the only one, yes. Who made it, yeah. Yep. Um, And she kills it. I mean, oh, she's great. Her her voice is squeaky, but her her singing voice is amazing. But her voice is supposed to, that's like, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yes, so she she does someplace that's green, plastic on the furniture. It's um, better homes. That's right. Better I wrote homes. so much about this. Um, I, I mean, it's so sixty. A TV dinner, separate beds. Uh, it's just right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. but that's just. I mean, if you ever watch Lucy, you know, back in the day, yeah, 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 I love Lucy. Thing. Just, I love that's that right. Lucy. You know, and and because it's a family podcast, bringing that one back, bringing it back. Uh, we really can't get into how that functions when you have two children, but. We'll let that go for it now. It doesn't function. Am I right, Paul? <laughs> high five! Oh! Actually, high five. Why are you guys talking? Yeah. You both only have one. Well, yeah, but if no, we but just that's... multiply the misery that we have times two, <laughs> it, it wouldn't function. Dad it's life wouldn't be alive. alive. No. It's a double torture. We'd be shells of shells <laughs> of men. We'd be like Ted with Al Bundy when, when the only way to win the family inheritance was to have another child. I hate to pull this card out, but are you guys really men? We're sitting around the table talking about 80s movies. That's probably the most manly thing I can think of. <laughs> uh, uh, what, am I gonna, what am I supposed to be doing? Drinking beer, shooting guns? <laughs> this is what a real man does. Go on a podcast with his best friend and his daughter and talk about a musical about plants. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't even know where else we're supposed to go with that. <laughs> Shut uh, that willow. We are. You've been faced. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, or whatever they say now. <laughs> yeah, bring it, bringing that one back. Yeah. I'm lost. Yeah. Lost. Well, I'm. I'll help you out. <laughs> um. So Audrey, Audrey two is now enormous, like six feet tall. He, he's just about six feet tall. Audrey two. Um, yes, Audrey two. Everything's going great for Seymour. He, he's starting to get some some pizzazz going. I did think it was um, funny that Seymour specifically comments that Audrey has really good taste, and I'm like, you just mean anything that has her rack on display? Yes. Is your version of good taste. You, did yes. you notice that, Willow? Yes. Like, everything life. is really like low cut and pushed up. Oh my god, so much. The whole thing. Oh, um, hold on. It's a Before... sad life, okay? Everyone does. In a basement. They're on Skid Row. Remember the song? Oh, They're wait a second. Sad. Hold on. We're going to get to Audrey 2 and, and, and something later life. with another song. But first, we almost skipped over the intro of Steve Martin. That's actually the... Yeah, that's that's what I have next in my notes. Um, No, well, he does a song first. He does, yes. Before that, which... Willow, did you not... I really thought this was going to be the song to sell you on the movie. He's a sadist, he's a sadistic dentist who finds pleasure in giving people root canals. And I have to say, this is the one thing I think that really, really worked in the movie. This is the one thing that's like, a, like a, a joke that they're going for that I was like, oh, okay, that's, it's funny, the idea of a child who likes to just cause pain, what does he grow <laughs> up to become? A dentist. dentist. That well, actually makes sense to me. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's a good joke that's with a punchline. I yeah. like it. That's funny. He's, that's and Steve Martin is hilarious. He, I mean, he's amazing. I, Steve Martin is one of those people, he could stand in front of me and do nothing, and I would laugh eventually, hysterically yes. eventually. forever. He's just one of those guys. He's just oh never gosh. not funny His to me. His boots were hilarious. I thought one of Dad's friends had them. I was like, yeah. Now, it's and, really funny. And what I love about his character in this movie is I like some of the other characters I feel like 
somebody else could have played them. He's the only person I can see playing that that True. that character. He really just nails it. Now, one thing I and do want to say. I was wondering, how many abusive relationships can be in one movie? Um, not enough, I guess, for mm. Steve Martin. Um, okay. Steve Martin, now, you have the, you have the three, the th- again, the Greek chorus, the three yes. women singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How okay. are those women on Skid Row? I, I've seen them working at least three different jobs in this film. They, uh, they're, they're, they're singing at the dentist's office, dressed all up. Yeah. Uh, plant shop, uh, for the Asian guy. And, uh, Intro? they're talking about working for the man someplace else. Oh, no. They're working three jobs and they're still on skid row. They've got spending problems. Well, no. When they talk about working Same. for the man, they're actually dressed up as high schoolers. And he tell, uh, Mishnah Mushnik tells them to get lost. Oh, that's, no, it's after the song. I'm telling you. Those, the, the, the Greek chorus, they're working a lot of jobs. They, they very well they got may problems. Be. I think it's gentrification. I think they think it's hip and cool to live in skid row. That's what I think. Oh! Are, are you saying they're hipsters? Yeah, proto-hipsters, 1960s. Proto-hipsters. Wow. I didn't think we could... Uh, we have found the origin. Yep. Date it back. Boom. Boom. Uh, instead, we'll, we'll go into... We'll move right along. We'll move right Martin into... just causing everybody pain with yeah. a pretty funny... Song. Well, and, and so after this, so Steve Martin, uh, the doctor, he shows up to pick Audrey up to go on, I don't know, down the street... Uh, everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing and takes place further away. Far away. The Rose's place. As you watch her, close the door, walk across the street, and open the floor. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I think part of that is it's supposed to feel like a stage play. Nothing is supposed to feel that far away. It's supposed to. Uh, it's feel definitely kind an emulation. To kind of give you a little background, it was all built on one side. I was going to say, isn't it, was it Pinewood, the, the the British one? Is that where they filmed this? No, it's it's called the Bond Studio. No, yeah, no, no. That's 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 pretty sure that's Pinewood. Where Bond films all their stuff. Uh, they, yeah, they ended up calling it. Yeah, good enough. I, I think I it's, the, it's the biggest enough. indoor studio. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's in England. It's where they yes. do everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they built this all out. So I, you're right. It's because of a stage thing. But even still, like you never feel like they went anywhere. Right. It just feels like you just went around the corner real quick because of how quick the scene goes. Yeah. Um. So he picks her up. Call. <laughs> I do like that. He fact that she goes. This is. DDS or whatever, he goes, what was that? I'm sorry. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. always, I don't know, I just found that funny. Yeah. So It was um, just me. Was I get it. I get it. And so this is where... Um, Doesn't Seymour show up? Audrey, I was going to say, this is where Seymour... Yes. Who, who has been, who has realized that Audrey likes blood yes. earlier in the film. And has like cuts all over his fingers to feed the plant. Yes. Audrey now is so big, he doesn't have enough blood. Well... For Audrey too anymore. But the plant starts talking. And this is where and, it says, feed me. And this is actually our opening, the feed me part. Okay. Right at the beginning. Um, because Wait, when Seymour first shows up when she's picking her up, I know they can't actually see this, but I thought this really resembled it. He was trying to, like, pick a fight with the, do- with the, with the doctor, and I feel like this just <gasps> describes it. It's Bambi going, grr, but it's, like, not, yeah. not intimidating. Okay. So, My anyway... Life. um. We'll post that to the Facebook page. Yeah. Yay. So anyway, uh, Bambi. so Audrey 2 starts going ahead and, and trying to convince Seymour, Seymour. that yes. I need more blood. And Seymour's like, oh, I don't know. That, that doesn't sound very good. And Audrey 2's like, no, no, no. Trust me. Somebody deserves to die conveniently. Right. The doctor shows up. And again. This isn't suspicious. This movie is very... Blase. I'm using the word again. Blase on the whole yeah. domestic violence. Oh, very. Because yeah. he slaps her, and Seymour just goes, "He sure looks like plant food to me." Right. Maybe you should get over there now. No, no. When I get around to it, <laughs> maybe, maybe now is a good time nope. to grow a grow a set. Nope, nope. Because again, the real villain, <laughs> Seymour. Oh, Through inaction yeah. has allowed a lot of things to transpire I, here. I'll grant you that. He, he, he's very uh, slow to react, and that causes more good than, than bad. Um, I would agree with that. And, uh, uh, then we have Bill Murray show up at the dentist's office. I believe that's the next scene, Yes. Right? Uh, the sadistic... Uh, the, no, the, masochist. the masochist. Again, by the way, improvised. Doesn't surprise me at all. Bill Murray's fant- he, again, fantastic. He is awesome. Always when, funny. When... Steve Martin starts pulling out all the instruments, and he falls and knocks his head against the light. Yeah. Like, it's just so perfect. Like, this, this really although, contribution. I gotta say that this this thing had a very, like, weird 
sort of um, like it was a stand-in for like a like a gay encounter. I don't know. It made me really wonder about the film's anti-gay agenda. It was you know the '60s, but just uh, just something to keep in mind. No, I mean maybe. Um, I actually kind of found it funny that, Wait, that Steve Martin gets frustrated and goes, "Oh no, that's <laughs> you're too you're no, too masochistic yeah, yeah, for get me. Out. Get out! Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes to push him out, and he feels the the piece of equipment. I was going to give that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so right, good. Yeah. No, that's very funny scene. Well, so the plant's name is Audrey too, which is like a girl's name, but the plant sounds like a, a heavy black guy. You got it. It and is. Yes, it, it is actually it was played a, by a, a guy named uh, Levi Stubbs. He was one of the Four Tops. Yes, yeah, famous singer. Yeah, very. So in the waiting yeah. room, as Bill Murray runs out, yeah, yeah. is uh, is uh, what's his name? There, Seymour. Seymour is waiting and um, uh, <laughs> awkwardly shifting gun from pocket to pocket, <laughs> like he's waiting to get caught. Why don't you just shoot him already? Well, he tries to shoot him, and it turns out the guy kills himself. And again, Death through by inaction, you. Seymour lets the man die. Do you know what my favorite part was? Finally, they all just shut up. Jeez. <laughs> wow. That was my favorite part. I, I was, was like, going to say Why do you guys keep on going with this? Shoot him. I was going to say he it's... He died, and I was like, good. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so, uh... That's like normal. Suddenly, Skid Row is devoid of people while he's dragging the body like, yes. all the way across yes. town. <laughs> There's no, literally hold on, people hold on. sleeping in the streets, <laughs> and then suddenly, poof, everyone's no, magic. No, hold on. We've already talked about one scene that... that we that should have been in this movie. What about the scene when he's transporting it on the tram? He's <laughs> yeah. got to be sitting there with literally a, a dead body, body, right? Just next to him. Could you imagine that? Is that seat taken? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe maybe we missed the scene where he like cut a hole in his back and like jammed his hand into Steve Martin's corpse oh. and like made him talk. You mean like Killer Clowns from Outer yeah, Space? Yeah, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, exactly. <laughs> it's like covered hand. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, he's just, yeah. Seat is taken. Seat is taken. I'm sorry, sir. Do you, do you have a hand up your back? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Get away from me, punk. Get scared of uh, and so, yes. And by the way, it's technically not murder. No, I'm saying he just let him die. But gross negligence, I guess, is what the charge would be. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, he does fail to call in a crime. Uh, that's yeah. And I, uh, I guess dismemberment of a body that would be mutilation of a corpse. That's probably not good. That's probably a crime. <laughs> that's probably probably. <laughs> Look, I'm only a podcast lawyer, but that's probably a crime. <laughs> That is true. However, you're working that license pretty well this podcast. You know, uh, you got good you know, license. I think I'll need it. You got to hustle. <laughs> you got to you got to hustle in this world, and uh, it's working on the angles, Paul. Working on the angles. Uh, well, you're doing a great job. Uh, he takes it back. He starts feeding uh, the dentist to Audrey too, who yes. just gobbles it all up. Now, who yeah. is seen by his boss is watching him cut Mushnick. up the body. Yes, Mushnick. Yes, Mushnick. <laughs> did, did you notice he was like um, the next morning? He's immediately reported missing. Yes. <laughs> it hadn't even been, like... And everyone hated the guy. You'd think everyone would just been like, Hey, day off. All right. <laughs> My question in this one, I'm going home. No, uh, they immediately reported missing. And, which, by the way, that goes to his punctuality. He must have never missed because a day of work in his life. he missed a day in his life. Well, you know, Paul... Because Seymour's not even awake. It's not even 7 a.m. Right. Yet. You do you do what you love, Paul, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> he's, he's an abusive scumbag who likes to mutilate and hurt people, but damn if he doesn't get the job done. His work ethic is impeccable. <laughs> now, uh, let me see here. Your your resume is just impeccable, if I do say so myself. Um, however, I did have a question about the uh, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, uh, the the ten years in in prison. Yes. Yeah. Um, it says here you uh, showed up you, on time for my hearing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but uh, yep. I want to get to up every morning no, before I, I, they no, called that's, me. That's fantastic. Yep. I was um, first in just, line to go back into my cell. I was no, very I, punctual. And you know what? That, that's all fantastic qualities that I look for in an employee. Um, I want to get to where you mm-hmm. involuntarily pulled someone's tooth on the on the tram. Oh, well, you know, he just uh, I did it in record time. I was very quick. He needed that tooth pulled. He did. Yeah, he Are will. You sure, t- he will tell you otherwise. But uh, I think well, we both know. It, how long did it take to pull the tooth? Oh, it was, I would say, uh, over-under? Yeah, over-under. Uh, five minutes, yeah, five minutes. 
Oh, that's that's not that's not good at all. What? What's up? Five minutes? That's fantastic. No, we, we were we were looking for under a minute on a tram. Ah, uh, yeah, five minutes is great in a dentist chair with a nick. You know, should have phoned a friend or something. What, yeah, what should I have done? I mean, oh, that would have extended ten years and not five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was there. I'm recalling it now. Who who was where? <laughs> Rando comment. That's, that's, I don't know. I don't know what that's that about. You phoned. You should have picked another friend. <laughs> Oh, she was the friend you oh, phoned. There. I dropped it. I I'll dropped put it the together ball. in post. I dropped the ball. I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. Okay, so anyway, uh, we go another day. Um, now, this is where... Uh, let me make sure I get this. Uh, Doesn't the um, plant ask for more food? And he's like, well, Mushnik, yeah, I'll be right back. Mushnik confronts Seymour. Oh, yeah, that guy. And... Um, no, oh, no, before no, that happens later. No, before this is suddenly Seymour. The song, which is another Ellen Green, Audrey song. Now, just before she sings the song, and this is where I wanted to get to your comment about her clothing. At one point, she starts to describe where she met the doctor. It was a club downtown. Right. You wouldn't appreciate it. I had to wear things more revealing than this, which pretty much means she just said, I'm a stripper on the side. Right. Because without actually saying it, which... Pretty kind revealed, of yeah. makes sense. Makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And then she sings, suddenly Seymour right. is there for you, which, again, amazing. Well, because, because now Seymour is the alpha male. He's dominated the the other alpha male in this relationship by straight up like murdering him. I feel like he's no, the Delta no. who just kind of meandered in. No, he 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 <laughs> did. He he, he, he you, how, how do you more dominate somebody than straight up killing them, Paul? He didn't kill him. No, he let him yeah, die from inaction. That's the same thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't agree. Well, that, that the podcast look lawyer. only one of us is a lawyer here, Paul. <laughs> Listen you can have your opinion on the law, sir, but until you're a judge, it is meaningless. I'm the judge of the podcast. <laughs> Damn it, the podcast judge! God. I'm He's president. <laughs> but that's the president answers to the judicial branch, Willow. Oh, yeah. Actually, you should be Congress. That way we have the three branches of podcast. Ooh, there we go. Justice. Yeah. We could get the trifecta. Can I be no, the track part? Yeah, sure. It's not a government... <laughs> That's the house, obviously. You should be. The executive branch is Shrek. <laughs> Mushnik shows up, says, I know what you did. Confronts, by the way, did, is there only one gun in this flower shop? Apparently there is <laughs> a gun. There is a gun. Yeah. Because uh, Mushnik has it now, and he goes, and this really is funny. He goes, can you give me your gardening tips? D- doesn't Seymour just want to go, eh, I would want to say more like morgue tips. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, so the boss takes a very long-winded approach to this whole scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, it is very long. And then Aubrey, uh, Aubrey Audrey, Audrey too, Audrey uh, uh, eats him. Yes. Now, um, so everything's coming up Seymour, because this is, boom. He's, Except he's not really. Well, he can't handle really... the fame, Paul. He can't handle it now, because all of a sudden he's the most famous person, and everybody wants to, you know, they want to license this, and they want to give him a show yes, about Yes, they're going to give him all this money. Everything's all this stuff. He can't uh, handle it. And so it's it's a classic tale. You know, you know the, these these classic sort of classist tales of hey, you poor people, look what happens. Look yep. what happens when you get money. Oh, it's such a headache. It's such a headache. You just stay just where stay you are. Poor, poor people. I didn't even think of that. You just you're oof. right. Let's be honest. You're, my spending problems, I will. You're not equipped to handle money. You you poor, poor, <laughs> poor person. You think you don't want the gutter. But I know what's best for I you. I know. You know what? Message received. I went, <laughs> I went to Harvard, all right? I know <laughs> I what you want, Harvard. all right? Have oh, I told I you about how I went so. to Harvard? I went to Harvard. Was okay. it on, like, a day trip with your brother? I, I, I have a podcast lawyering degree. From Harvard. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. Is it like one of those go-for-day day things? Is it Harvard or Podverd? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh believe that if I answer that question Maybe I may permit myself. <laughs> so I'm afraid Which is Podverd Harvard. There's like a, a section of Harvard called Podverd. Yep. About Yeah. Anyway, uh that, so this that was, was good about, interference, Willow thank Now you. now going along with this, at this point, something that should be noted is in the how this movie ends is not Yes, that's right. What the original movie 
and musical ended. And and this scene here... They they shot the ending as it was in the musical. They you, did. They did. They did. And they and tested it. it. Yep. And it Audiences did not test well. And, and this is actually where it starts because... Well, they didn't shoot stuff twice. No. What, what, what well, happens? some of these shots they shot like 90 times to get it right, but... That's neither here nor there. Yeah. No. So like, the, so when when the song starts, the meek shall inherit. When he's getting all the proposals, you know, the 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 idea is mine. Harold created the whatever, and he's getting all these offers. There's actually a part of that song that gets cut because mm-hmm. it directly relates to how the movie ends. Oh. And so they actually, in a part of the reshoot, they cut that section. That makes sense. However, you can listen to it on the soundtrack. Um, you wouldn't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it going on along. Yeah. By the way, it, it, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, after uh, the meek inherit, he decides let's get married. Audrey one. Yes. Because labeled now. Audrey yes. one. However, Audrey two finds out because um, he tries to sneak away. Now, here's my question for you guys. He's got the bags. He's sneaking out. Why doesn't he just leave? Yeah. He's got a back door. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a back... He doesn't even need to go that way. We saw him bring in dead Steve Martin through that back door. Yes! There's two back doors. There's the other back door that goes... They show it in the song. But there's one... He's in the basement. Right. There's one from the basement. Yeah, Seymour. You you dumb piece dummy. of human garbage, Whoa. Seymour. Settle down. Is no, I'm not cycling down. now? He, he's dumb. He's an inadvertent murderer. <laughs> he's, Some of my best friends no, are dumb inadvertent actually, murderers. Actually... This is the first movie with real human garbage, Steve Martin! (laughs) Steve Martin, literal human garbage. Human recycling, I prefer. It's a nicer term. Yeah, we know. Uh, Okay. Because I am recycling. Green conscious willow. When when you want to murder somebody, make sure you do it green. Pig farmer. Just find a pig farmer and you give him the body and the pig will eat it and you're all set. Um, But instead he sneaks slowly through the thing. Granted, it's because, Paul, he wants to be caught. It is. Yes. Let's be like honest. And why didn't they just like give that. a little blood to tide him over and then run? A little what? Blood. No, like I, what? I think Audrey's too big at this point. He needs meat. Yeah, he know? needs Yeah, he needs feel, full just humans. Just off a finger, you know? Not necessary. I don't know. You know, he could have at least tried. Yeah. But Audrey, too, is also sentient. Like, he knows what's going on. And he, we, we've all known he can see. I love so, how Audrey would. Just has a wedding dress. They're like, what's this? And then she's like, boom, wedding dress. I was like, no, I, I always She must have like the saddest hope chest in the world. Well, you know better homes. No, her hope chest has three things in it. It's got a wedding dress. Yep. It's got furniture plastic in its bag, just waiting to be opened. There we go. Yep. And it's Tupperware. Pine salt. And And Tupperware. And Tupperware. There is four four things. things. There's four things. No, no, no. It's a Tupperware hope chest. There we go. The hope chest is the Tupperware. <laughs> it's a giant Tupperware with with a wedding dress, you know, uh, furniture, we, plastic, and pine saw. We were talking about things <laughs> that we do on on the podcast, and one that I I had inadvertently forgot is missing scenes. We do that all the time. Yes, uh, we've done three now, and it's so, no. I really enjoy the missing scenes yes. that we do for yeah, movies. We got this one. Uh, so he tells Audrey, "Why don't we just get married?" Okay, fair enough. And then Audrey two meets Audrey one thanks to a payphone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, again, she just kind of goes over there like, oh, the plant is talking to me. I should go investigate. Yep. Why, why would you ever? I don't know. And, and the movie goes, gets weird because, um. Yes, it gets very weird. So the plant is about to eat her. You can speak. It's okay. I can't say till the end. Okay. Okay. So the plant. Is a, is is about to eat her, and yes. what? Why does it stop eating her? Because uh, Seymour comes in and pulls her out. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, the plant is a little bit slower to digest. Mushnick, who who immediately who had, who had a good hundred and ten pounds on Audrey. Yeah. Oh, easy. Conservatively, swallowed in one gulp. Yeah. Audrey too. He's savoring. Which right. Means, actually, maybe he was just to kind of spite Seymour because he, he's kind of like slowly. Eating her, yeah. Um, but then he pulls her out, and and this is where the movie actually changes. So at this scene, he takes her outside. Yes, yes. and and you can actually see where the cut is when he's on the ground with her. She's supposed to die, and then the movie goes on. But instead, it's a weird cut where he picks her up, and you can tell the dress is tattered differently. The blood spots, are yeah, differently. yeah, yeah. I did, I did notice that. Um, actually. He's he's disheveled a little bit differently, and and just even like I almost feel like the. The, the lighting and everything about the scene is just different. Yeah. Which, 
I I probably never noticed before, but knowing it got cut in different uh, makes more sense now. And then the Belouche shows up. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Belouche. which I, I, d- unneeded. I mean, I get it. It kind of shows his rage and that he has to kill the plant, but I... I almost feel like uh, it tried to eat your girlfriend. Yeah, he doesn't. That seems need, like enough. He doesn't need another reason it to doesn't. kill the plant. No. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, but he does. He goes in and he confronts Audrey, um, who sings "Mean Green Mother from Outer Space." And now we've got the full reveal. Audrey too is a plant from outer past space. The moon and beyond the stars. Now we already got the idea. Kids wasn't already bedded in your head. Yeah, way at the beginning when he says, "I heard a sound from another world." I, we're all pretty fairly. A, yeah, aware of what's going on. But now Seymour knows. And wow, a little late to the game, Seymour. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Seymour he's a doesn't have many positive <laughs> qualities, Willow. Give him a break. <laughs> he's got a couple. I mean, you know, Human for, recycling. A, for a murdering, uh, you know, milk toast, uh, take no action that doesn't directly benefit him. Yes. You know, come on. Come some flank. Set collapses. Uh, yes. Eventually, Audrey 2 starts pulling down everything, hoping... To get Seymour, and then he does the old uh, shredder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is probably the first time I ever saw something like this when the hand comes out. Right. Um, and he takes the. Uh, I also oh oh oh. There's there's the a cake. gun. There's a gun involved, and I love how that that gun shoots well, like it's the one gun. It shoots like ten or fifteen times, and it's a revolver. It yes, can't hold yes. more than well, six bullets. Yeah, Come on. Well, the plant was very good at fast reloading. <laughs> fast reloading. It's a plant. He's got to have what, like a, a Dex nineteen? Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Extra bullet. Anyway, extra or extra bullet. Hidden in the soil. Oh, of course, like all plants, <laughs> it stocks up on bullets. Yeah, I, I had him in the pot the whole time. time. Yeah. Um, he pulls it down. It's part of the pot. Ooh, what? Instead of the plot. <laughs> oh, I thought she said pot. Part of the I meant pot. pot, but you know. No, it's pot, part pot. of the pot instead of plot. Thank yep. you for explaining it to me like I was four. <laughs> yeah, I went to Harvard. <laughs> you did Harvard. Po- no. We're, we're not going there. We're I'm, not sorry, going I'm sorry. I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want you to lose that podcast lawyer degree of yours. Coming in real handy lately. Uh, so Thank Seymour you. takes a cable out of nowhere and Electricity. Shocks. Audrey 2's only weakness. <laughs> what? I don't know. Have you ever fire? Been, have Just you ever... throwing that out there, Seymour. Set the building on fire. Any... Right. You could have done it from outside. Hold on. The building come, had to have come down on Audrey, too. Right. She's way bigger, substantially, as far as, like, area and, 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 and space-wise, mass. She should have been crushed. He, I'm sorry. It's a plant. It's probably gender neutral, to be honest. He goes ahead, shocks Audrey to death, blows up. Very... Explodes, <laughs> very, literally. Very death starry. Yeah, very much. And then, and, uh, uh, now they can just live their lives free of consequences. Here's my question. Yes. Where did they get the money to buy the life at the end? I The only thing I can think of because is... Because Mushnik had to have been keeping everything for himself. Well, no, but I, I think when we saw Seymour talking with the people, I'm going to guess some of that money was already like given to him. Yeah. Like an advance? But, uh, no, I'm saying, yeah, he's just like, oh, free of consequences. Like, we've murdered, we've probably <laughs> taken money that we should have given back. Oh, we're in the suburbs. Well, you know what? When a, when you know what? When you befriend a human eating plant, you get to be a little bit morally amb- ambiguous. <laughs> the law okay. gets a little flippy floppy. If <laughs> yes, you will. it does. <laughs> We're bringing them all back. Bringing them back. Oh, which I guess the Here's plant a got a what? A comeuppance. I said it like three <laughs> We're done for the day. Oh, yeah, I, said, I called it before you said it. And then you see Lil Aubrey too <laughs> in the garden. Which I I, I get as a kid. Would I would it be Audrey like, three? Oh, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Good call. As a kid, I was always like, man, did they make a sequel and I just never knew about it? But no, it's No, just, they never did. It's just a thing. I think what it is, I think it's probably a nod to the original. To the original ending, yeah. To say, hey, it's going to happen. Just not the way it is for... Because, lo and behold, people actually do like happy endings, despite what everybody tells what? you that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that is it. That was Little Shop of Horrors. There we go. Uh, it was a... Interesting, fun podcast. So we'll go uh, around the room here. Yeah, uh, Greg, you want to go ahead? And... So a table divided. <laughs> a table divided. So for me, this this movie's kind of it's kind of like um, it's kind of a jumbled mess for me. It's not like offensive enough to be like really good like trash cinema, which I love. Like I love John Waters movies and stuff yep. for me. Yep. Uh, not oh, by the way, I always thought directed this movie. 
No way. Yeah, there would be so no, many no, no. more but, offensive things. But, but I'm saying, I, can, I can see the vein his, that you're thinking right, of. It's yeah. his style. It's well, especially since it takes place in the '60s. Like a lot yeah, of stuff exactly. Yes, yeah, and it's kooky and stuff. Yeah, um, it's not like witty enough for for me for like real like witty satire. Um, so yeah, um, not particularly rad for me. And I have some theories we'll talk about after Willow. Yeah, Willow. Why don't you go next? So, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes during the movie, which is why I didn't comment much at the end. Okay. Yeah, so, completely not rad. I didn't really like it at all. Okay. Except for the dentist. He's ironically awesome. Ironically awesome. Uh, Greg, would you like to do your theory, or would you like me to let's, go? Let's, let's close this segment out. Okay. Human recycling. <clears throat> I'm going to need you to really give me my, Willow, my minute. Let's, let's, just, <sighs> let's, give him, let's give him his platform. Let's Stretch let him do his out. thing. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. I own the soundtrack. I own the DVD. I've got the Blu-ray on order. I watched the director's cut, listened to the CD three times, and then watched the movie twice with Willow. Uh, just to kind of give you a, a better idea, remember when you said the top ten movies of the 1980s? That yes. If, if you were going to make a list. Which we still need to do. This is in my top five. Oh, wow. Okay, really this is movie. one of... This is a movie that really... When I think of 80s childhood movies that really made me me, this is the one. So to to even consider not calling it rad, I didn't think I would. I did go into, when I watched it, uh, when I did watch it, I did look at it critically and say, does it hold up? Do I really think other people would enjoy this movie? I think people would. If you, It is a musical. It is goofy. But I think there's a lot. I know what your thoughts on Seymour are. I do think he has a lot of heart. I do think the story has some very good lines, beats to it. So, uh, for me, of course, I have to say it's rad. It's you know, t- literally, it is absolutely yeah. my top five, let alone top ten. Okay. Uh, so, Greg, now you may shit upon right. my life. <laughs> oh no, no, I I'm just taking what the film is showing me and interpreting it as okay. I um Oh crap, I just I, I just cursed. I have to bleep that. <laughs> this is how much this is how angry I am at you for not calling it red. Okay. <laughs> well, now, now now the shoes on the other foot. Now we did Blade Runner and uh, now you see how you like it. I, so here's the deal. I absolutely thought as I was watching this movie, I'm like when I said we were going to do it, I'm like well, now I'm about to pay for Escape from New York, yep. Big Trouble in Little China, Blade nope, Runner. This is this is the, my comeuppance. The, the, the chief among them being Blade Runner. Um. All right. So we talked about the plant in the radio station. Yes. Going after yes. that 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 woman. Oh yes, yes. I'd okay. love to hear your theory on this. And. In the part where he's about to, where Audrey 2 is about to eat Audrey, he says something to the effect of, like, if you didn't struggle so much, this would be a lot easier. Um, so to me, that, that is a plant sexually assaulting a woman and using eating as a rape <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, I, I so, would agree. Um, Audrey 2 is very clearly a stand-in for a, an African-American person. It's played by an African-American person. His affectations like African-Americans. It's clearly that. The only other African-American people that we see in the film are the Greek chorus, who are off to the side. Mm-hmm. They're never, almost never directly involved in the film. So, Audrey 2 is kind of a stand-in for the blacks. And the whites are fine with them when they are subjugated. When they are have the power over Audrey 2, everything is fine. They're making money. Everything's great. They love it. They're having a blast. Suddenly, though... Audrey 2 gains its sentience. Uh, now he has agency. And what is he doing? He's corrupting Seymour to kill for him. Now he's pulling the strings. Now look how evil he is because he's pulling the strings and controlling everybody. Well, what happens? They wind up destroying Audrey 2, black people, and everything's fantastic again. Happy ending. We're living in the suburbs where there's not a black person to be seen. That is really what this movie is saying in its... So uh, it- Final word, you don't like black people. No, this movie doesn't. I'm you are so wrong on that. I, actually, there was a couple scholarly you know, papers that were written specifically about this. I don't think this, he's which wrong. I, was, I gotta say, I was blown I away when I came up with this theory. harsh on black people. Willow, hold on. I was blown away when I came up with this theory, because I thought no one was going to care. And then I looked it up, and yeah, there were like a few different papers that were specifically written about the race relations within this film. Now, 
You have to know about me that I do subscribe to the theory that the author is dead. Once you put something out into the world, you yeah. do not have any any say in how I interpret it or how anyone else interprets it. I, and you're using the things, you're using your view on the world to create something that everyone else is interpreting. So, yeah, that's I, there, there's a really big problem, I think, with that. And the only, the only black characters that we consider are okay are the Greek chorus, and they're off to the side. So we're fine with them, because I, they almost have no agency in the story. So, Willow, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, on what I just said? I'm, I'm very curious. I just said my thoughts. There's oh, that was the slow clap. The slow clap. Okay. I, I, so look, I love the movie, so it's easy for me to argue every point. Uh, and nothing against you, and there's maybe just, I don't want to get into super politics, but one thing that I don't like, and I try try to do myself is I try not to project my thoughts mm-hmm. on and and then look for something that validates it and I feel like that's what that is it, it it's just a it's just an R&B singer who does the voice who who is that well you know it, it, let's put it this way it's you it's wouldn't also, have the same thought if you if it had been Frankie Valley or one of the four seasons that's that's true if that had happened I probably would have said it was a stand-in for Nixon Oh, good. So you had a backup plan. No, well, it's it, you, 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 could, you could argue both of them because now you don't like Nixon. If you, if you, nobody likes Nixon. If you take them, if you take, if you, you, you have to also specifically remember. There's, there's a lot of different things at play here. Specifically, one of them being that it takes place in the '60s. Race was a big, big issue in the film by its casting choices. Um, even like the people that are in Skid Row don't remember there being, with the exception of the Greek chorus, a lot of ethnic diversity in there. Um, uh, there so there is the guy that hails the cab is obviously Spanish uh, or Latin. There are a couple the Chinese uh, people. Uh, selling. The, there's, um, there's, but that's in a different part of town. The beginning of Skid Row is sung by a black woman. You're right. There's um, one other black woman. You're, no, you're right. No, I remember that now. No, but there's a couple. There's a couple African Americans on the set in the background during the bigger. Okay, scenes. so there's there's a few. I, I, like like I said, it's I'm gonna let you play with that. Well, it's, it's, like, like I said, the, the thing that I love most is that I came up with this theory and was backed up by other film critics and theorists who, who look for this sort of, like, semiotic, uh, relationships within, within these things. And, and I just like good conspiracy theories. I, well, I, I personally do enjoy that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, I, I I think the the if you I don't feel like it's an allegory for racism, but we're gonna let you go. We're gonna have to go. It's with that. no see see that's that's the difference. It's viewing the film through a perspective. That's all it is. The film Alien. It's a great film. You can view it through a feminist perspective, and then all those all these weird things start to pop out at you. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't mean I anything. Hate, I hate that stuff. It's just it, well, actually Alien is probably twice the film when it's you look at it through a feminist perspective it becomes a really crazy film about mere male fears but um this film when viewed from a a race perspective specifically a 60s race perspective uh it becomes a very different film can we just enjoy it for a, a light-hearted musical horror that, that and if you want you know and if what? you want to view it as through perspective I was perspective disappointed of, by this movie. I got to tell you. And if you want to view it as as some as just a movie, you can. I got to tell you. I was you, sorely I, disappointed I, though. Why are you disappointed, Paul? I thought it was about like this candy shop slash, slash toy store filled with toys like Chucky and Jack in the Boxes and clowns. But no, I had to watch like an eating things. an eating plant. You mean like a Halloween version of Toy Story? I was going to say Needful Things. Like, it's all got crazy yeah, things yeah, know, run by the yeah. devil. Well, I'll give you this, Greg. That really, right here, buddy. That, <laughs> I, I, that makes up for Blade Run. That makes up for anything I've ever said at all about any movie that you've really loved and enjoyed. So, damn. I, I, I So, are we almost done with the personal favorites that we can kind of just... Oh, I've I've got a lot of other personal favorites that are not gonna that are not gonna fly. I've got one if I can, if I can convince you guys to watch, which What's I'm, the name I'm of hoping it? I will. I it's, know if I like a movie by its title. We're talking in a year or two. Yeah, we'll I'll tell you off, Mike. It's gonna it's gonna it's one of we'll those get movies. To it. We'll get to it. You guys are either gonna go surprise. I loved this, or you're gonna go 
this is the dumbest movie. Like, seriously, you really like this movie. This is a pile of garbage. <laughs> so it's gonna go it's one way or the other. Human uh, it's, it's called go, it's called pile of garbage. That's the name of oh, it. okay. That's um, well. Why don't we get? Like why don't we? Like you know already. what? Let's wrap it up. We we went a little bit longer than we expected. Uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Willow, who is our patron? Bibs. Mister Bibs. He is. Uh, Senor Bibs. <laughs> yes, Senor Bibs. Uh, he is. Uh, he's our patron. Uh, donates to the podcast every month. We super super appreciate that. Want to be a patron? Go to our webpage. This was rad dot podbean dot com. I'd be a patron, but I don't have a dollar. Just let your dad get through it. Come on. One time. I'll so tell you what. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Tell Instagram. everybody you know. Please, 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 please. The best thing you can do for us, if you like us, is to tell everybody you know and spread the word. Follow us on Twitter. Interact with us on Twitter. Interact with us on Facebook. Please. Like our pictures on Instagram. We post stuff there. All of it. Everywhere. Let's just tell us how awesome we are. Um, yeah, boost our egos. We, need, we it. need it. We need it big time. Yeah, yeah. I've I got mean, a suicide note. I'm just. I'm going to sign it. I mean, look I, at. I'm waiting. I mean, look at how there. we view these yeah. movies. It's just we, we need everything we can get. Um, God forbid I put my film school background in use. So anyway, <laughs> we're, we're three people sitting on a dining room table that's divided. Uh uh uh. The this was Red Studios. That's right. The magical this was Red Studios. Anyway, there's a bag of popcorn right there. And you know what? Let's eat. What? Let's eat that bag of popcorn, Paul. Let's wrap us up. Greg, what's our next movie? You know, we're going to do a... I'm trying to think of a bigger movie in the 80s. Uh, E.T. Extraterrestrial. E- yeah, well, okay, it okay. It a word as on words with chums. Hold on, because if we want to get technical, it's E.T. the Extraterrestrial and His Adventures on Earth. That is the full name of the film. I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, and it just got put on Netflix, so we can definitely... You, you can so watch, watch along, along with, with us. us. Um, and... Should we tell them we have something planned for the future? Why not? Okay, so if you've gotten this far into the podcast and are still waiting for that stinger, it's going to be a doozy. We're also planning in the future, don't have any ideas yet, but um, we'd like to try and do a live cast of watching one of these 80s movies. It's going to be a big movie that everybody knows. So Can I pick one? Uh, no. If this one's successful, we'll let you pick the next one. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be a big movie so that, if you, even if you listen to the podcast, you'll you'll know what movie we're watching. But we're gonna do a live front oh, to back. No, my movie. thing's the nineties. Never mind. Yeah, it's gonna be a live front to back. So we got that planned up. Um, tell you what, go on Facebook, give us some suggestions of movies that you Ooh, there we go. that you'd like to do, or even if you'd like to hear it or not. If we get enough no's, we can skip it. But True. I think it'd be pretty rad to do. I think it'd be fun, and I think we're I think we're pretty clever enough to do on the fly jokes. Yeah. After two, or, after two or three previewings, yeah, <laughs> that's what we already do. Kind of. Anyway, that's that's it. I am Paul. I'm Greg. I'm Willow. Woo! Oh, mama. <laughs>